0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and today I'm going to talk to you guys about how to be more creative and why stealing other people's ideas might actually be your best option if you want to be a more creative person. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second but before I get into that I just have a quick announcement that I'm really excited about. So Uh, As of next Monday, so that will be uh, Monday the 24th of May from next Monday, uh, I'm going to be launching a Patreon account for the podcast. So, if you're not aware of what Patreon is, I'll just explain it quickly so you're aware of what I'm talking about. So, Patreon is a website that gives you the opportunity to access lots of cool benefits and bonus content uh, and to support the podcast at the same time. So uh, through the podcast, uh, sorry, through the Patreon account, through the Patreon website, you're going to be able to get access to loads more cool stuff. For example, there's going to be a private learners group where you're going to be able to talk with me and with other learners, talk just about general uh, language learning, your experiences, share recommendations. ...all that kind of stuff. There's going to be bonus podcast episodes. So every week you're going to get extra bonus podcasts. You're going to get uh, weekly episodes of Real Conversations in British English with me and Olivia and with other guests as well. You're also going to get weekly longer form episodes where I will take a, a topic and I'll go into it with a lot more detail and a lot more depth. So there'll be longer episodes. There's also going to be weekly videos that you're going to be able to access through the Patreon account where you're going to be able to learn... English in context. So I'm going to be able to create lots of different vlog video style, uh, sorry, vlog style videos where I'm going to be able to introduce you to new phrases, new terms uh, with the visual support to allow you to learn these things in context. To be able to go through different phrasal verbs, all kinds of different expressions, show you around different places, and yeah, just learn lots more English in context. There's also going to be monthly Q and A videos where you can send me questions that you've had. In the private learners group and I'll answer your questions each month uh, and there's going to be all kinds of other stuff beyond that um, and so yeah Patreon is the website that's going to allow us to do that and so you'll be able to go onto the Patreon website um, and access these different levels of benefits and bonus content um, and so firstly before I carry on I just want to say nothing is going to change with the normal podcast you are still going to have three episodes a week you are still going to have have all of the transcriptions available for you for free. Uh, You're still going to have the occasional episode with Olivia, in fact uh, the next episode on Wednesday is going to be featuring Olivia as well so don't worry about that. Uh, This is just an opportunity for me to be able to give you lots of extra bonus content that can really help you to improve your English learning and in return it gives you the opportunity to support the podcast uh, and help us to grow so we can continue to keep adding more and more bonuses and benefits, keep giving you guys more content that helps you to improve your English. So that is going to be going live next Monday the 24th of May. Uh, Don't worry I will mention it again and I will have all of the links and everything ready in the description boxes and everything like that but I just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time so you know what to expect Uh, and just because I'm really excited about it we've got some really cool content coming up for you guys so uh, yeah I hope you're looking forward to it as much as I am. So um, with all that out of the way let's get into the episode, into today's episode. Of course, as always, if you want to download the transcript for today's episode, you can do that for free right now on the website. Just go to the description box wherever you are listening to this episode. So... Today, I'm going to be talking about the ideas from one of my favourite books, which is a book that's called Steal Like an Artist. It's by a guy called Austin Kleon. Kleon. I don't actually know how you pronounce his second name properly. He's an American author and artist. Um, And yeah, this is just a book that I really like and I thought it was a really cool subject to to talk about uh, in today's episode. So, I'm going to start by just summarizing the general idea of the book and why I like it and then I want to dive into a couple of the ideas that I really like from the book. So the the general idea of the book is this. Steel like an artist is a book that tries to demystify the idea of creativity, all right? It tries to take away these kind of uh, mystical ideas, these ideas of of creativity being this kind of magical other thing, this unattainable thing or this kind of something that other people have to demystify it right to make it more uh, normal more understandable Um, and so yeah it seeks to demystify the idea of of creativity um, that makes us think that you know some people are creative some people aren't and that's just the way it is and that great ideas just occur to some people and and that's just it Uh, and it shows us that in fact the reality is that all great artists understand that things don't come from nowhere. All creative work builds on what came before it. All creative work uses and takes inspiration from things that came before it, and nothing is completely original. Uh, And I think this is uh, clearly shown by one of the many quotes that are used in this book, um, which is a quote by David Bowie, the musician David Bowie, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, uh, who said, the only art I'll ever study is stuff that I can steal from. And I think that pretty much summarises the kind of ideas that this guy wants to share um, in this book. So why do I like this book? The reason that I really like this book, as soon as I started reading it, I kind of fell in love with it, is because I really identified with what it was trying to do. I've always felt like creativity was this sort of other thing. It was something that some people had uh, for one or another reason, but I certainly didn't have. I assumed that other people just had natural talent and, and innate talent, something that's just within them. Um, but to actually understand the reality of the creative process made me understand that these kind of things were actually completely achievable, that creative work Uh, can be for everyone in one capacity or another right it's not to say that necessarily everyone can be the greatest musician or the greatest painter or whatever uh, but creative work is something that we can all engage in in one way or another and so that's why I really love this book and that's kind of why I want to share it with you guys as well because the ideas are really cool uh, and maybe if there's some of you that feel like you know you're not really a creative person as it were then maybe some of these things will will change your mind so uh, yeah I've picked out a couple of the points that I liked the most from the book and I'm going to go through them through them now. So uh, yeah, the first point, copying is about practice, not plagiarism. Okay, copying is about practice, not plagiarism. So plagiarism is when you claim someone else's work as being your own, right? So you, uh, let's say the teacher gives you a task, you have to write about some book uh, you take someone else's writing you copy it out and then you hand it into the teacher and say this is mine that's plagiarism you're claiming that someone else's work is your own so the first point that he makes or the first point that I'm making uh, from this book is that copying is about practice not just about stealing and claiming someone else's work as your own so the way that he talks about this and I really like is that Copying is about reverse engineering. It's about taking a process, starting from the finish, and working backwards towards the beginning uh, in order to be able to understand it. It's like a mechanic taking apart a car to see how it works, right? You take a car, you take about all of the different parts, you see how they're put together and then you put them back together. Uh, and that's how you better understand how the car works and how it's all put together. And this is how we learn a lot of stuff, right? We learn to write by copying letters and words, musicians learn by practicing other people's songs Even the Beatles started out as a cover band. They started out by playing other people's songs and emulating, copying other people's style until they started to feel a little bit more like they were starting to develop their own. So when, you know, this book is called Steal Like an Artist. When we talk about stealing or copying, you know, it's a bit sort of tongue-in-cheek, as we would say. It's not necessarily... um, completely serious right it's not saying just take someone else's work and say it's yours instead of doing your own thing what it's saying is that we all start out by copying other people by emulating other people we see people that we like and we try and copy them, and and that's a natural way for us to start to develop our own understanding of what our own style would be, uh, to, to find our own voice, as it were, uh, and so, yeah, that's the first point, is that copying is about practice, not about plagiarism, so don't be afraid to take someone else's work and break it down and look at how it's all put together Um, just because it's someone else's you can use that as a way to understand the art form or the mode or whatever it is that you're doing the second point is garbage in garbage out now i would say here that because this author is American, he uses the word garbage in British English. We would usually say rubbish. Uh, so rubbish in, rubbish out. What uh, does this mean? What does this mean? Basically, what he's talking about here is that you are the sum of your ideas and your influences. So. You are what you consume, basically, you know, the same way that people say you are what you eat, your body is made up of the foods and the different things that you consume in a physical sense. Well, your mind, your imagination, your sense of creativity is also formed by what you consume, uh, whether it be music or books or series or all this different stuff. The people that you follow, the stuff that you watch, informs how you think about the world, how you see things. So the point that the author tries to make here is that it's important to try and follow artists and not just art find people who inspire you and find out everything you can about them find out about their work find out about their journey but most importantly find out about how they think okay so instead of just following the trends of the art form find an artist that you like and find out everything you can about that person and then when once you feel like you found out almost everything you can about that person then you find three people that that person and admired, and you do the same with them. So, for example, I I say, all right, I admire Miles Davis, the jazz musician. So I'm going to find out everything about him. Then I find out who his three favourite musicians were, and then I find out everything about them. And if I want to, I can just continue down this road, right? Um, and that way. I am. I'm being exposed to higher quality things. I'm being exposed to the things that uh, are important to me, that matter to me, um, and yeah, you know, instead of having all this random garbage coming in, right, I'm having this 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 filtered level of content. I'm um, deciding what I'm what I'm consuming and what's going to inform my own creative ideas in the future Uh, and so yeah that's the second point they says garbage in garbage out pay attention to what you're consuming find people that you care about and find out all the things you can about them the next point is to make the content that you want to consume so a lot of people when they're thinking about doing creative work and again I want to reiterate that I don't mean you know, doing creative work as some like big project. You know, this can be just drawing something for fun on a random bit of paper in your kitchen. It doesn't need to be something serious. But when people uh, are doing creative work, one of the problems that we usually come across is is not necessarily knowing what to create, uh, and that can be really difficult. And it's very tempting to follow this idea of you know make what other people want or 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 do what you know right this is what i'm good at so this is what i'm going to do and of course there's some logic behind that but what the author in this book argues is that doing what you know doing what you're already good at or what you already think works often leads to little more than repetition uh, and he uses the example of movie sequels uh, to to make this point so he uses the example of there's a lot of films where they have a, a very popular first film and then so because that film is popular they, they bring out a sequel but they didn't have an idea for a sequel so what they do is they just basically take all the bits they thought were popular from the original movie and then just kind of do them slightly differently or just put them you know, pretty much the same way in the second movie, uh, and what happens is it just it's it's boring, it's repetitive, it's not it's not that interesting, um, and so. You know, this is kind of, roughly speaking, what can happen when we try and stick too much to what we know. We try and stay in our lane, right? We try and only do the things that you know we think we're supposed to do, um, rather than thinking about making the content that you want to consume. Because when I think about making things that I would want to do, right? Make music that I would want to listen to, make videos that I would want to watch, well. The reason that I would be doing that is because I haven't found something that already fits those specifications, right? So when I start to try and make the type of content that I would want to watch, this leads me to look for things that don't quite exist yet uh, and and look for ways to try and create them. So already I'm, I'm uh, embarking down a path of, of more creative thinking uh, rather than sitting around the same kind of ideas and wondering why nothing... Nothing new is occurring to me. So the third point uh, that I want to make today that's made in this book is to make the content that you want to consume, make the music you want to listen to, Uh, write the book that you want to read, because that is going to lead you to new, fresh ideas. Okay. so the fourth point that I want to talk about today is another one that I think is really important, is don't be afraid to have side projects and hobbies. Don't be afraid to have side projects and hobbies when you have multiple projects on the go when you are juggling multiple projects when you're doing multiple things you have the ability to bounce between them and so a lot of us we you know we we try and be as focused as possible and we should have like one main focus right one main thing that we are doing but what he's saying is we need to have other stuff around that as well because when you start to lack motivation or inspiration for one project you need to have other things that you can go to to kind of occupy occupy your mind and your time and so you need to have these side projects these hobbies as little outlets for your creative energy so you hit a rut you hit a wall with one thing you go off and do something else and having these different things in different areas gives you the chance to look at things in a different way to think about things in a different way your working on something different or you're researching a different project from a different perspective and that gives you the opportunity to stumble across new fresh ideas that then might help you to carry on uh, with your your main project with your principal project so don't be afraid to have side projects and hobbies it's important to have different things to be able to um, to retreat to if you run out of motivation or inspiration with one thing if you only have one thing then you can never escape once you if you You hit a wall and you can't think what you need to do next, you're just there, stuck in that point until you find something which is going to be very frustrating and demotivating. So have side projects and hobbies, they're cool and important. The fifth point uh, is a point that I think is really cool because it doesn't sound cool or flashy at all. The fifth point is be boring, yes, be boring. What does he mean by be boring, why boring? When he's saying be boring, what he means is essentially is be regular, look after your stuff, get the basics done, okay? Be regular and have things in order in your day-to-day life is essentially the message here, right? So when you have your day-to-day life in order you can be crazy and random in your work in your projects so basically what I'm saying is you know if your life isn't in order if you don't have your routine down if you you know if your finances aren't in order if you don't know what your goals are you don't know you know what you're doing there's too many different things that can pop up in your life and distract you that can impede you from your progress Um, and so having all of those things in line knowing exactly Uh, where all my bills are going, how much money I've got coming in, going out uh, what I'm doing day to day, week to week, whatever, uh, what events I've got coming up. Having all of this basic, boring stuff done, the stuff that doesn't seem very exciting, gives you the room to, to, you know, to to dedicate your energy to the more interesting stuff and to the more exciting stuff. So he says, you know, be regular and boring in your day to day life, so that you can be crazy and weird and random in your work, in the projects that you do. Um, and he also mentions that you know, having a day job can give you financial stability to be free in your work as well there's a lot of people that you know when when you have something that you love and you decide well you have something that you love and then they decide that they want to do that Uh, as a job they want to monetize their passion Um, but obviously if that's going to be your principal method of income if that's where most of your money comes in then that's a lot of pressure on your artwork on on the creative work that you do and it often means that you have to do the work that other people want you to do because you need to get paid because you need to do the money Uh, sorry because you need to get the money so you do these jobs that you don't really care about you don't really want to do because you need to get income and that distracts you from the actual work that you want to do and from developing your own style and your own voice. So, you know, for some people, for a lot of people, having a normal, quote, normal, like, day job, something that isn't your main passion, whilst it might seem like something that, you know, is boring and and something you don't want to do or something that you shouldn't have to do because you have your passion, it actually can give you the freedom that you might need to be able to do the work that you want to do and not be dictated by other people. People feeling like you have to do certain things because you have to get paid and you have to get money right so um, yeah that's the the fifth point and so the sixth and the final point, well sort of penultimate because I guess I have a bonus point. So the sixth point uh, for today is to keep track of what you do. Okay, so in the book this guy talks about keeping some sort of logbook or journal or diary or something to that effect. It doesn't need to be one or the other, just have some way of 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 keeping track of just generally what you do on a day-to-day basis Um, and the reason for this he says is because it's really important to give ourselves an opportunity to allow for positive reflection on our day which is to say we need to have time to look back on what we've done throughout the day and just be happy and just be pleased and just be able to say oh okay well yeah okay I did want to do this and this and I didn't get that done but I did do this thing and I did do that thing so that's great or you know whatever it is you need to be able to look back on your day and know that you are doing something positive that you're doing something to work towards your goals and just to know that you are that you're around, that you're here, that you're alive, that you're doing stuff and, and you know, all of that stuff matters. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's really important to keep track of what you do or what you're doing. Um, I've gotten a lot more into keeping a track of what I do, certainly with my language learning. And I think that that's been a huge, huge thing for me, as I've said uh, on the podcast before. And um, but yeah, you know, whether it's tracking the amount of time you spend doing stuff whether it's just writing out a rough sort of diary entry of vaguely what you did that day whether it's just sketching out a couple of pictures that represent the main activities of what you did that day Um, yeah just just do something uh, keep track of what you do and allow yourself to have you know a time of positive reflection on your day to think positively about your day and what you've done uh, in your day and so yeah the final point that I guess I wanted to to talk about today is why you you i'm the you the person that's listening should share what you do if you want to obviously some people do creative work uh just to just have fun but you know a lot of people would like to share their work but i think a lot of people think that you know they don't have anything to say their work is not important uh and yeah i wanted to very quickly about why I think you very specifically you should share what you do Uh, and I'm going to say that through a quote again that is pulled from from this book Uh, it's a quote from a French writer Andre Gide I don't know exactly how to pronounce that sorry for any French listeners Uh, but yes this guy said everything that needs to be said has already been said but since no one was listening everything must be said again I'll say it again just quickly. Everything that needs to be said has already been said, but since no one was listening, everything must be said again. I really love this quote because it is so true. A lot of us fall into this trap of thinking, well, someone said this, someone's done this, other people do this. But no one, not everyone is listening, not everyone is paying attention, not everyone is consuming everything. People are doing lots of different things, have interests in lots of different things. And so just because there's lots of different people doing certain things doesn't mean that you can't do something. Because the first thing is that you are going to reach other people, different people that didn't catch the original message from the first person or the person that came before you or whatever. Um, some people just aren't paying attention. But you're also going to reach new and unique people because of your own unique perspective. The, the fact that you are you means that you, what you do is going to appeal to different people. Um, And I want to use this podcast actually as a good example of this because, you know, I started this podcast at the time of recording about a month and a half ago, uh, 2021. At the time of starting this podcast, there were more English podcasts than I could possibly count. Right, there are so many English podcasts. You can all go on Google right now and look for English podcasts, and you will find hundreds, if not thousands, of podcasts. Right, and so when you see those things, it's very easy to think, well, why would I bother making an English podcast? There's already this: we're Luke's English podcast, we're English with Lucy, all these different famous people, millions of followers. Why would I bother? Well because I'm me and I don't mean that in any kind of over-the-top arrogant way I just mean it in a literal sense the fact that I am me gives me a unique perspective and it means that certain people are going to be slightly more attracted to my message to what I'm doing and to the way that I talk about the things that I talk about and that's going to be the same with everyone else Um, you know no matter what you do just because other people do it or other people are already established or other people are already famous or whatever it is is you know just because you're not the only person to say what you think you want to say doesn't mean what you have to say isn't important and I think that's really important to remember because you know the more of us that share our thoughts and share our work the the, the better the world is I think you know the more people have the opportunity to engage with these different things and you just never know you know who you can inspire and in what kind of way You know, uh, I'd never imagined reaching this amount of people already at this stage in the podcast, but I'm already seeing downloads coming from all around the world. And I have no idea how these people have found out about the podcast, but somehow they have and some of them are enjoying it. And that means that what I do matters to some people. Uh, And it's important to remember that you should share what you do because you're you. And I think that's awesome. Uh, And so, yeah uh i guess that's everything that i wanted to talk about today so um yeah uh, just again on the the patreon um you know i'm going to be talking about a lot more uh, a lot more of a wide variety of stuff in a lot more kind of detail so for example if you enjoyed this episode but you would have liked to hear a lot more detail talk about a lot more of these points uh yeah in a lot more detail then that's the kind of thing that you'd be able to access uh through the bonus episodes on the patreon along with the conversations and the videos the uh, the uh the the private group and all the other stuff so anyway that's going to be uh, launched on the 24th you'll hear more about it in the coming episodes before that but uh, yeah I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode I hope you enjoy all the future episodes I hope you enjoy all the bonus content that's coming through the Patreon and yeah thank you for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one